Hello again, and welcome to The Short Corner. We had some useful feedback from our first episode, where I talked to Tonda about the Nations League and the Euros, so thank you very much for that. In this, our second episode, Ollie and I will discuss the five sub-rule being debated at the moment, and whether the Premier League should adopt it. We'll also briefly look back on England's 2-0 loss in Belgium on Sunday. We hope you enjoy it, and here's the, uh, the chat me and Ollie had. Thanks. Oh, bonjour. Hi, mate. You all right? I'm not too bad. Thank you for inviting me on the pod. <laughs> That's all right. Hopefully, uh, you'll be a, a great guest. I know you yeah, will. I hope I live up to your expectations. Oh, I don't know. They're pretty high. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> so, uh, so, the five sub rule. <laughs> Where do Whoa! you start? Oh, here we go. Here we go. That's massive. Well... To be honest, I think we'll have contrasting opinions, but yeah, I think I that's going to be a good thing, so then we can get two sides of the story. Yeah, well, just for uh, context, uh, I'm a Villa fan and Ollie is a Liverpool fan, so <laughs> we're probably affected by it differently. Yeah, so. I think that's, that, that's a good thing, and hopefully we'll be able to portray different opinions across the league, which... Uh, yeah, it will be oh, interesting. Isn't it, at the moment? Uh, you know, two two top six sides talking about the oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting, I think. But, uh, so yeah, so obviously this was the rule that was uh, put in place from Project Restart last season. And uh, that was that we could have five substitutes as opposed to the regular three. How do you think that worked out last season? So, for me, I feel like it made sense to have it, considering the short amount of games in, mm. well, the the mass amount of games in a short period of time. Yeah. Um, but for me, I did feel that it created an unfair advantage towards the bigger teams who have a greater squad depth. Mm. And yeah. for me, that was... That was shown in a number of games. And one game that really springs to mind is um, Liverpool versus Villa. Uh, oh, Anfield, that, yeah. uh, which finished 2-0 to the world and English champions. I think you might remember it. It's, yeah, I think I do. So, yeah, to give a bit of context into that game, it was 0-0. And then 61st minute, Liverpool brought on three subs. Henson, Wijnaldum, Firmino, followed by two more. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. bad at all. <laughs> and then pretty much went on to grab two goals and comfortably see it out, whilst Villa at the same time only used three subs. And it seemed like they didn't want to bring like five yeah. people on because you didn't necessarily have the depth and quality on the bench to replace what was on the pitch at a t- time where you actually needed some fresh legs to com- combat the Liverpool pressure. Yeah, oh, I can, I do agree with that. I think... Um... From how the game was going, I'm not saying I don't think Villa were on top necessarily, but it was a fairly even game. You know, either mm. team could have won it. I think at the stage when the subs were made, but I think that is a good point. I think we couldn't actually bring anyone on who was going to change the game. We had our best players on the pitch, and anyone that came on, they might have been fresh legs, but they weren't actually an upgrade or even level with what was already on there. And that was a game that was so important for us to win. You know, we were like, I still don't know how we stayed up last season, but. 
we were scrapping for points anywhere we could find them, really. And that was a potential opportunity. I don't think anyone would have bookmarked Anfield away as, as getting any points, to be honest. But when it's there, you know, potentially, you always want to try your best to get them. So, And yeah. in up to like the 60th minute, you were in a good position to potentially get something from the game. But that's where the five-sub rule maybe created an advantage for Liverpool in comparison to Villa. And I think that was also seen across a number of games during that restart. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a fair point as well. So, um, obviously, we started this season back uh, with the regular three subs per game. But now, with numerous sort of injuries and quite an intense schedule again, as, as well as international breaks with three games in them, it's being sort of brought up again. And even Southgate today, I sent you an article and you know, you saw that even he was sort of suggesting maybe it was a good idea. So so what's your opinion on that? Do you think it would be a good idea to bring it in this season as well? So let's get down to the point of the point of the five sub rule, and that is to in effect protect player welfare. And yeah. like you said, at the moment injuries are on the increase. They're twenty percent up from last season to current season. That's a good and stat. Oh, I'll be whipping them out. I'll be whipping them out. Don't you worry. And that does just show that it is having an impact on the welfare of our players. Whilst Mm -hmm. if you look at the likes of Europe who have adopted the five sub rules still, you'll look at the major leagues who are seeing similar volumes of injuries compared to last season, which suggests that the five sub rule is in fact working and protecting players from injury. Um, it, it's just the debate still whether bringing it back in will create that unfair advantage. Yeah, I think as well, because uh, a lot of people are also talking about the fact it's midway through, you know, the prospect of playing Liverpool, City, United when they have free subs. OK, maybe it's a minor difference, but it's it's not the same when they can bring on five players off the bench like a City who have you know, their second string 11 would probably finish in the top eight, even if their first team can't at the moment. But, 100%. You know, <laughs> so it's uh, it's interesting because obviously it would change that. But uh, so, so for you, what are the key pros apart from, do you think also as well as um, maybe preventing injury, it's, it's a good use because like going back to that Liverpool-Villa game at the end of last season, it actually maybe gave you a chance to, give some youth a chance when when the title was kind of wrapped up maybe some of those players wouldn't have got their chance if they hadn't have been allowed the two extra subs what do you think about that yeah I feel like it definitely brings a number of positives like you said bringing in youth but I also think on a European stage Mm. um, it'll be interesting to see how managers adapt to being able to field more subs than they are and that will show how managers can make changes to impact a game and mm. if they can make the correct changes at the correct time. So it just adds an extra complexity. But to dive away a bit from the question, yeah, I, I feel like there's a difference between having the five sub rule at the restart and to now. And that is because at the restart, all the clubs were on a similar playing field where they had the same number of games. And that's where a disadvantage came from that it was um, benefiting the bigger teams with the bigger squads, right? Mm -hmm. Whilst now the bigger teams with the bigger squads 
using like the rule of thumb, they're mostly in Europe. So they're at a disadvantage already because they've got a busier schedule with less time for recovery. And um, yeah, they're playing more games, aren't they? Yeah, and less time, like less time for rest. And um, for me, because they're at a disadvantage, maybe bringing in the five sub rule would even it out. Uh, hmm. But that—that's a debate in itself. To be fair, yeah, it's—it's it's very difficult to get right, isn't it? I think because I think no matter what you choose, someone's probably going to be disappointed somewhere down the line because. I mean, uh, this isn't personally what I think, but I've seen, you know, on Twitter a few times and things like that. But a lot of people are saying, you know, those clubs in Europe, they get prize money. And part of that prize money is to build a team and buy extra players and depth. What mm. what do you think about that? I personally think that's not really the point um, of that extra money. But what would you say about that sort of opinion, maybe? Um I'm not too sure, to be honest. Obviously, it depends how a club uses their resources and how they'll use that money and mm. whether that money is even sufficient to be able to bring in a number of people. It's more being in a competition with attract players rather yeah. than having that additional money. I, yeah, I'm not too agree. sure. that That's a different think topic in itself, because, isn't it? Yeah, I, I completely understand. A lot of teams do make changes in Europe, but I think when you're really competing at the top level, which... When English teams are in the Champions League, they try and win it generally. You know, no one's, no English team is thinking, oh, if we get through the group, it's a good competition. Everyone's in there to try and win it. And the whole point of that is that you see their best teams playing or mm. fresh players, you know, starting 11. So you want to see the best of the best play. It, and if they're not able to do that and they're not given enough time to rest, then you don't get the same spectacle it doesn't make it the same and you know it's, it shouldn't be about it's Liverpool's second team playing it should be their best 11 they can field against you know PSG's best 11 it shouldn't be two sets of jumbled up starting 11s do you know what yeah, I mean I think that's 100% true and what I think could happen if we continue with the free subs in the Premier League is mm. that smaller teams will actually be impacted as well like this this schedule is going to slowly creep up on them which we are seeing already with mm. uh managers from like what you could say the lower clubs like West Ham coming out and changing their stance on the five sub rule because they're starting to be impacted by the fatigue and injuries yeah. and these smaller clubs with smaller squads are going to start having these injuries and having depleted squads as well and they'll that's... feel it a lot more yeah. yeah, and what we're going to find across the Premier League, every squad is going to be depleted and that will like decrease the spectacle um, and pretty much like we'll just see weaker and a reduced standard of football in the Premier League. I feel mm-hmm. like that will also be shown across like the competitiveness of English teams in Europe. And like you were saying with Southgate earlier, it could even impact England's international chances in the Euros with yeah. the majority of our players playing in the Premier League and susceptible to high risk of getting injury. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. Um, why do you think, though, in the first place? Because obviously the clubs voted on this before the season started. And, and it was no, you know, there was no surprise that this was the schedule they were playing. I think all the all the clubs knew the schedule and all the European clubs knew they would be playing every week. So why 
you know, surely that's the time to vote for it. And I don't think any club did vote for it in the end. I might be no. wrong on that, but I, I believe, you know, it's pretty uh, unanimous. Or yeah, I'm not going to say it again because I can't speak <laughs> at the moment, but <laughs> don't make me say it again. But, yeah. uh, so why, why don't you think they voted for it then when it was quite clearly obvious that this could be a problem? So, yeah, all of the teams did a vote for going back to the free sub rule. And I was also in agreement because there was that perceived um, advantage going to the bigger teams. But the problem is we are in times that no one has been in before. This environment, no one's been through it. No one really understood how it was really going to impact the players and what sort of impact it was going to have on injuries. Mm. All the sports science people are coming out and saying, right, we need five subs. They need more rest because these players are at, at, they're playing at the highest standards, being pushed to their limits. Mm. And I think we're all just a bit, a bit stubborn to the fact that yeah. it was going to impact them eventually. And I, I, I was against five subs. I wanted the free sub rule, but seeing the impact it's had not only on my club, but the rest of the Premier League as well, I do, I do feel yeah. like it, it's changing opinions. And I think Sky Sports did a poll last week where they contacted every single Premier League club and 18 mm-hmm. replied, and 10 of them were for bringing in okay. um, the five sub rules. So it's showing a shift. And I think yeah, as the season, yeah, as, as the season continues and those smaller clubs who would be against it are then impacted, you'll see that shift continue and inevitably we could get five subs coming back. Yeah, well, even in the championship now, they've shifted to that, haven't they? The five sub rules. So... I think one of the problems with it, because personally, you know, I, I can see why it's now being voted for potentially, but I'm generally against it. And I think one of the reasons is that is I'm quite, uh, maybe it's just, again, like you said, stubbornness, but you don't want the chance of this becoming the regular norm. I think we've seen such shift in the game with VAR coming in. It just, it feels like anything that you can grab onto that's traditional football is kind of, it's maybe becoming a bit more sacred. We're seeing it change so much. You know, we don't know what a handball is, what a penalty is anymore. And now it's just any sign that there's something else changing. I'm quite resistant to it. And again, that might just be me being stubborn, but I don't want the five sub rule to be the norm because it shouldn't need to be the case in regular circumstances. Yeah, I I can see where you're coming from completely, but there is evidence to suggest that it is only for this environment. The fact that clubs were for it, at the restart because of the environment and they were against it because they could see the advantage and they just wanted to go back to normal yeah and then seeing in this environment we do need to change to, to adapt to it yeah, and i'm sure yeah. one, once we come out of covid once we get back to a normal schedule um where there is less pressure and um the less arse of the players yeah then i think we'll definitely resort back to the free free subs rules because let's be honest like Three subs is the norm. It's what we expect. Five subs when we're watching games. It just seems too many. It <laughs> it's seems like, a like friendly, it can, isn't it? It can change a match to by like, well, it can change a match massively. Yeah. Oh, that's what I. That is one thing I did sort of really note on the on the games after Project Restart. You were getting, you know, just the game slowed down so much in the second half. Every ten minutes, you had a sub coming on. And, mm. Especially teams where 
they were trying to waste time a bit, you know, and it just it seemed like it just slowed down the game. I think it really killed the enjoyment of a lot of games because just as it was maybe getting good again, then they bring on a sub or two and it's just it's had a very friendly feel to it when you're watching like an England game and they make two or three subs at the same time quite often and I think that was probably one of the negatives. That and we couldn't bring anyone on to make a difference. But you know, that's that's our own fault really. But I think that's the way clubs were using the five subs as well. They were taking advantage advantage of it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's still you can only still make subs at free intervals. That's the same as yeah. the free sub rules. So there's no more times you can make a sub it's just the duration of those subs so if you make like two subs at one point make it last out and when you make those subs so yeah and actually i suppose sorry go i was gonna say for me like liverpool at the moment i know some fans (laughs) we're literally like ian bill i've got nothing left (laughs) It's, it's been a tough month or two for you lot yeah, but we've been lucky over the last few years, so take it with a pinch of salt and see how we go under the the additional challenge of limited resources. So yeah, yeah, we'll so, see. But like you say, if you can, you know, step up to the challenge, it just shows an adversity you can do it, and you know, it's it's going to be definitely tough. But yeah, I think you have got good enough players to fill in, maybe hopefully for the short term. Well, some players are out, but. I don't think we have the same. Uh, I think we're in a position where our first eleven, I think, on their day, can compete with anyone in the league and beat mm. them. Mm. But I, I do feel if we just get one or two injuries, that's it. We could be very similar to last season. If Watkins and Grealish, or Watkins and Barkley, or someone like that, then we're kind of exactly yeah. where we were. And, and that's where it's the exposure and the like tangible impact of injuries which are mm. going to sway people's decision towards voting for five yeah. subs or keeping three subs. And that's where the longer the season goes, I think more clubs will be impacted and inclined to go to five subs. Yeah, definitely. No, I think uh, it's it's very relevant at the moment and there's a lot of clubs talking about it. And when you know, when sort of Southgate spouts his opinion on it, you, you know it's quite big because he generally is quite reserved about this sort of stuff and stays out of it. But so, And you and know for- what? I was going to say, God. Southgate, he uh, he got us to a World Cup semi-final, so let's be honest, you've got to agree with him. So five subs <laughs> Of course, yeah. So, so Gareth Southgate, yeah. <laughs> so thanks for uh, talking about the five-sub rule. And on the subject of Southgate, we're going to probably cover the, uh, the 2-0 loss in Belgium the other day. Did you watch it? I did, I did. Okay. What did you think? <sighs> so... When you saw the lineup, that pretty much summed it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> five, five at the back uh, with two CDMs. Uh, the classic Southgate over the last number oh. of months, and yeah. it's just a negative setup with it is. a squad with an abundance of attacking ability, yeah. and we're just not making the most of it, and we're not setting up correctly, and. I think that's what the majority of pundits and the public are saying. Yet Southgate is sticking to what he's doing. And I think against Belgium, you could say we were a better team at points, but yeah, we could have been better than that, I think, if we set up more attacking. And we could have got at them. And uh, Yeah, 
It was it was frustrating. That's what I'd say. I think it, in itself it wasn't a bad performance. I think we were very very unlucky to even lose, uh, yet alone sort of two nil. But I think they took their chances and we didn't. You know, and it was like you say uh, against Ireland. At least he listened. Southgate listened to the fact that you can't play two defensive midfielders against a team like Ireland at home. You have to go for it. But then I don't get changing that system. Like you say, we have an abundance of attacking options. And, you know, you think the players that don't even get in the squad, like like Wilson, and Ings is injured at the moment, Watkins, you know, these are players that are in form. You know, even Vardy, like they've talked about getting him out of retirement. These They're on fire and they're not even in the squad. So, you know, you have all these options there. And yes, OK, we had a few injuries, you know, Rashford and Sterling are out. But it, we should be scoring goals. You know, if we're going to be competing at the top level, we should have taken some of those chances. We had opportunities to craft goals and we just didn't didn't do it. And you do feel if there was an extra player up there who was coming in behind, you know, assisting, making a bursting run through, you could quite easily have got a couple of goals in that game. Whereas instead, you know, you've got, who was it, Rice and Henderson? And both of them are yeah. doing exactly what they should be doing. It's not their fault. They're, you know, defensive midfielders who are defensive minded. So they're they're doing exactly what they they need to do. It's the system. It's the yeah. system. And what I think is just the frustration from us all is we were watching us in the Nations League initially. Yeah. And we were seeing an attacking style of play, going at teams with no fear, which went on into the World Cup and it was just, it was brilliant to see and it was in, an enjoyment and it rejuvenated the whole the whole country, to be fair. Yeah, and what a summer that was. Yeah, fell, fell in love with international football again. But I know he's trying to make us more diverse, but he keeps adopting the system, which is not working in certain situations. No. And... Stop being stubborn, Southgate. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm going to say. Think, oh, I've said that quite a few times recently, but it, uh, the whole point of it, like you say, is to be compact and to stop leaking goals. But I don't think we were. And the teams we've set up against, Belgium at Wembley, we I don't know how we beat them, but it was the most we negative lucky. display. And But Belgium were carving us open every time they went forward in the first half. Second half, it did tighten up a bit. And then we lose at home to Denmark. And then we go and concede two again in Belgium without scoring any. And you think, you get it if we're watertight at the back and we're not scoring. But we're not. But we're not, exactly. We're conceding mm. goals and we're not scoring goals, which is the worst of both worlds. We're not doing either. I'm, I would much rather England leaked goals, but we went and scored four or five down the other end, you know, and, and played to our strengths, which is our attack. You know, our, our mm. defence and midfield, I think there are some good players in there, but they're not what makes our team special. You know, in comparison to other countries, they're, they're bang average. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I think our third or second or third front three would get into most national teams' first team. You know, we, we're so, so lucky there. And we have bright young players already coming through and replacing the young team of 2018. It's, it's so encouraging. And I just would hate to see that go to waste. I would, mm. yeah, I would much rather score that we're gonna or play that we're gonna score one more than you football, and just go for it. You know, make it entertaining. That's that's what people want to see. You know, it's 
we don't want to see passing it around the back just to concede two and score none. You know, it doesn't make for good watching at all. And the, I think the... over over the last few months, it's really brought up questions about Southgate. Yes, he's a great man manager in front of the media. He's brilliant. Mm. But is he tactical, tactically good enough? Yeah. Is he able to utilise all the players and resources that he has and get the most out of them? It looked yeah. so a couple of years ago, but currently the way he's setting us up, it, it's, like I said, again, frustrating and it's bringing up some big questions about him. Yeah. When, and like you say, when we've seen what we can do, you know, last year, I thought England were a joy to watch. Ever since the World Cup, we've been a really good team to watch. We've attacked and generally not conceded many. And then suddenly, it just seems very short notice to suddenly want to change this system. And he's left us no room, if this doesn't work, to then try something else. You know, that's it. Well, we play Iceland tomorrow, and I'm guessing he's going to do 5-2-3 again, unfortunately. But... Please no. Please no. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, and after that, we, we're in March till the next one. And that's that's too soon before a tournament to completely throw your system out the window mm. and start again. So uh, I really don't know what to say. I, I just think, you know, we should stick surely to that 4 3 Surely Southgate realises we're in lockdown. Like, we need to be watching positive football. Yeah, not, exactly. Yeah. Not, not this uh, crap. <laughs> yeah. And this is a guy, you know, he had all last year to switch to this if he wanted. This isn't a guy who's with the players every single day. His job is literally to basically, for 95% of the year, is to go and watch football and think about it. So why wasn't he doing this last year? Why has he suddenly decided it's a good idea now and changed the system? I, I just I find it very odd. I'm sure he has his reasons. <laughs> and there are some good things I would say about him. Like I think it's brilliant that he's giving so many young players their debut. It was really good to see uh, Jude Bellingham, I think in the team and you know you see sort of Saka starting to play and maybe these aren't the players that are going to be going to the Euros or starting necessarily but just to have them in and around the first team I think it's you know really what? good for them I'll get in contact with Southgate and I'll make sure he gets on this podcast so he can get yeah we'll invite him that, on that's what the fans want it is it is I think we need to invite him on explain himself a bit so on, uh, Gareth, if you're yeah. listening get yourself on it get on uh, thank you very much for talking to me today. Enjoyed it. No, the pleasure is mine. Luke. It's always a pleasure. Too kind. Well, thank you very much. I'll see you later, mate. All right, I'll catch you soon. Bye. Ciao. So that was me and Ollie there. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As I said last time out, the short corner is still very much in its infancy, so any feedback is very much appreciated. Uh, we hope all of you listening are safe, happy, and well during this lockdown, and hopefully see you again soon.